Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 19th episode of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again by Aidan Ryan. Another packed show tonight as we look back on the FEI Junior Cup games involving both Fairview and Ballinanti uh, last weekend. Obviously, we also have five Limerick District League sides involved in Munster Junior action this week, as well as three fixtures in the Premier Division. Um, and an FAI Cup draw, which takes place tomorrow as well, to discuss. So plenty for us to, to get our teeth into. Aiden. Obviously, we'll start probably with the good news story of the weekend, which was Ballinanti Rovers getting through to the last eight of the FAI Junior Cup with a hard-fought 1-0 victory against Old County FC in Dublin. Uh, the scorer of the winning goal was Aidan Hurley, a man who we had the sh- on the show three weeks ago and said he was desperate to win uh, an FAI Junior Cup before he bows out uh, from his playing career. So no better way to do it than scoring a winner to get your side into the, the last eight and still have a chance anyway. And and I suppose looking at it, Aidan, you know, a tough place to go in Drimna for, for Ballinanti Rovers. Um, defensive solidity by the sounds of it came to the fore again as well. Yeah, we listen a magnificent victory up there, Adrian. And we've been saying it all along for the last few weeks. Bella have been keeping clean sheets. And it's uh, it's a huge thing. We mentioned that that back four. We mentioned the two that might be sitting in front. As it turned out, Thomas Burns and Aidan Hurley played in front of the back four. And uh, once you have that stability at the back, it allows the players in front of you to express themselves a bit. Obviously, a very tight the reports we're hearing, very, very tight game. Um the opposition obviously losing a little bit of discipline with a player sent off. Ballard taking advantage of that. Uh, Aidan Hurley scoring at the back post off uh, a corner kick by all accounts. And then uh, seeing out the game, albeit having a little bit of luck um, with a disallowed goal for, for all county three minutes into injury time. That's must and have been out there, Aidan. And having viewed the goal, uh, I think Ballard, Ballard got lucky with it. But you know, you, you, you need a bit of luck in cup games, no doubt about it. And sometimes you deserve your luck and you make your luck. And these boys have been going well in the FEI, have been performing well, have been getting through the matches, have been managing the games very well, Adrian. And listen, there, there are flag bearers now in, in the last eight of the FEI and the whole city and the county have got to get behind them. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. I know we talked about last week, uh, discipline and being, being vital. And we, we spoke that we might have been worried that it might be Ballinanti, especially up in Dublin, that had a player maybe sent off, uh, which, which you know, could cost uh, them. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. It was a, a big turning point, I suppose, with all county being reduced uh, to 10 men as well. I know their goalkeeper was sent off late in the game as well, but that was very late um, in injury time, uh, I believe. But, you know, it just shows you how, how important it was. I know it probably wasn't the winning or the losing of the game, but it was a big boost for Ballinanti in an away fixture to, for the home side to be reduced to 10 men. Yeah, well, in a big tight game like that, it's it's massive. And there's small percentages all the time, Adrian. And you take every advantage you can get. And obviously, the game being as tight as it was, to get that advantage and have 11 v 10 and then have the the, the the pitch open up a little bit, even in, in, in some respects, for the likes of James Fitzgerald and Adrian Power and Habi, Habi Dean. We've, we've spoken about their talent. So, um, obviously, they put the pressure on. Force, force the corner that, that won the game and well done to Aidan Hurley coming up uh, trumps with a vital goal for for uh, for the team Yeah absolutely and his experience could be valuable coming into the, the last eight of the competition as well Um, obviously you, you've mentioned the fact that we have discussed the talents of the players going forward and we have discussed Bala in detail throughout the year uh, Aidan but obviously at, at the back you had two men who've come in from the county uh, this year, uh, one that's known quite well to all of us in Tomas O'Connor, who'd be the brother of Paddy O'Connor, who's uh, currently with Lincoln City in England. And then you have Josh Adams, who also came in uh, from the county as well. 
you know, they've been getting a lot of plaudits from people when I've been speaking to them at games. Uh, some people have even been liking Josh Adams to to call him in right uh, in recent weeks. I know it's very early days for, for that, considering the longevity of uh, call him in right, Aiden. But those two lads really have made a difference, it appears, to, to that Ballaside. Yeah, well, I've, I've been eulogising myself about Josh Adams. I feel he's the find of the season. Certainly the signing, the season from, uh, signing of the season for me is all the attributes that you want in the centre-half. Uh, agent, a little bit agricultural at times, can still play football, but when he needs to clear the ball, he clears the ball. He wins his tackles and his headers. And he's dangerous in both boxes, uh, agent. Dangerous in, against the opposition in terms of the clearances he can make, but very dangerous in the opposition box. He's very, very good timing. Um, and a, a real leader on the pitch. And I like the look of him. I haven't seen Thomas O'Connor, uh, Adrian, play. Obviously, um, the games I've seen Ballin, he hasn't he hasn't played. So, obviously, we know from from his uh, tenure at, at Limerick FC that there was a lot of talent there. And he's got obviously got a, a brother who's doing very well in England at the moment. But the, the talk is that he has uh, a lot of talent. Very tigerish, very good mm-hmm. in the tackle. And for a small man, good in the air. And and he'll pop up with a goal or two as well, Adrian, from set pieces because he'll have the the intelligence to know when to make his runs and time his runs. But ideally, Adrian, what you want out of your back four, you want clean sheets. And these two boys are, are certainly helping the team to achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you said that he might pop up with a goal or two because obviously he's not very tall in stature, Aidan, like you said. But one thing I've learned over the years um, probably from being a gangly, lanky, tall man myself, where everyone expects you to be dangerous in the box and you're not. But one thing I noticed is that, you know, you don't have to be a tall man to score plenty of headers and be dangerous in the box. Like you said, come come down to things like, you know, just determination and timing of runs, because we've seen it so so much in the past. Guys that are expected to score a lot from corners don't, and the guys who aren't t- tend to do that because of their determination to win the ball in, in the opposition penalty box. Yeah, for sure. And, I've only seen Thomas O'Connor or Thomas O'Connor playing once uh, this season. That was against Kuna in the league. And he scored off a set piece early, earlier on in the match. Fantastic timing from the edge of the box. Got in his head or buried it. And uh, listen, he's well-schooled. He was at Limerick FC, so he, he would have been well-schooled and all that. I think he's a, he's a great signing for Ben Nanty. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, you've got at 12 o'clock tomorrow on the FAI YouTube channel, you have the draw for the quarterfinal and the semifinals of the FAI Junior Cup. Um, I suppose one thing I noticed actually about it, Aidan, is that you don't have two teams from any one league in the last eight. You've got Newmarket from Clare, Killarney from Kerry, Gorey from Wexford, uh, Colga from Galway, obviously our own Ballinanti Rovers from the Limerick District League. Uh, and you also have... Um, St. Michael's from Tipperary, obviously, will be and Bunkrana, who won against Salt Hill over the weekend in, in a big win for them. There is a bit of a, a you know a national feel to it for want of a better word, because in the past, obviously, you might have had maybe three Limerick teams or you know a couple of Dublin teams. And that was that was one striking thing. Yeah, and it's like you say, it's well spread out over the country. And there's a couple of draws there now, Adrian, that I, I don't think you fancy, isn't there? You know, a couple yeah. of weird draws gonna be tough. That gory. That Gory away draw now would be a daunting task. And certainly away to Buncrana outside of the travelling would be a, a daunting task. One small snippet about Buncrana for you, uh, a former Jamesborough player playing very well for them up there, Rhino Doherty, who uh, won uh, league and, and cup medals with, with us at Jamesborough, is, uh, is up there teaching. He's from there and um, has been playing very well for him. And we have been in touch with him. He's 
they've been doing very well. They signed a few players, ex ex uh, Hafs players. They'll be they'll be a hard uh, task up their age, and if anybody gets them away from home. Yeah, that was one. That was one thing I was going to ask you. And I suppose if there was one team out of that draw you want to avoid, either home or away, who would it be? Oh, tricky one. I I think actually Bunkrana. I mm. think even if they come come down away from home, they've been good form this year. They won the also during a cup last year, Adrian. So they've they've a decent side. Um, I've been I text Ryan Ryan O'Doherty once or twice and, um. They look as if they're they're in good fettle. They have a strong squad. Uh, brought in that little bit of experience from the outside. Certainly wouldn't fancy them away from home. But I I I I think if even if they have to travel away from home, they will be a handful. There's no doubt about that. You know. And would it be fair to say, from looking on paper, and this is totally based on paper because I obviously haven't seen this uh, side play, that the the Galway. Premier Division outfit, Colgate FC, might be one that Balananti would fancy, particularly at home, considering I know they have lost six league games and they're bang in the middle of the table in Galway. Um, if I knew anyone in Galway, I'd imagine I'd be getting texts, but uh, I, I don't, thankfully. But that's one I, that stood out for me that maybe they'd fancy. Yeah, it, it, it's possibly a game that you, you'd look at. Maybe the winners of um, Crumlin or, or Schengen Celtic, mm-hmm. or Schengen, uh, is it Schengen Celtic, or Sandy Hill. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're still in it. You might maybe look at that one as well. <coughs> Don't know a lot about um Colgate, uh, uh, Adrian, uh, but mm. like it's it's a bit like that old county team, isn't it? It's kind of fairy tale uh, stuff for them with the with the victories they've had down in North End, and uh, and the victory they had on on Sunday, absolutely amazing stuff. They seem to have come out of nowhere, so we'll certainly have to do a bit of research on them to see what they're like. Yeah, absolutely. And we go from a good news story to a bad news story, obviously, Aidan, and the fact that we we were hoping there'd be two Limerick junior sides in the last day draw. We now know that that won't be the case. Gory Rangers come back from 1-0 down against Fairview. Fairview had a great start, Aidan. 1-0 up, Jason Cross scoring uh, at the back post. Um, then they went on to, to concede uh, two goals. Game went to extra time. The second goal was a, a real calamity of errors, to be honest with you, from from the, the footage I've seen uh, from Fairview. A kind of a hopeful lofted ball into the box and uh, carnage was caused by Steve Maloney, who did score the first goal as well. And we did pick that out, that Gory would be dangerous. And he was the centre-back who also scored against Somerville, actually, in, in earlier rounds. Uh, so, you know, you'd have to say... No, it, it goes without saying that Fairview would be bitterly disappointed, but particularly with taking the lead and how the game went... Yeah, one of the, one of the listen, one of the favourites. It's a big shock, Asian. You know, at the end of the day, you can't sugarcoat it. This is a big shock. Fairview were favourites for for this competition. Um, but Gory have been steady all along, going well in their league. We have spoken about them before the Somerville game in depth. You know, we spoke about the fact that they they would be good at set pieces. A few players that have been making the Wexford Astros playing the team. We we spoke about uh, Killian Kush. We spoke about Paul Brennan. We spoke about Steve Maloney. I think. The centre half and the other yeah. centre half, really good players, steady players, you know, good team, well organised, very fit, you know, can mix it, can mix both both sides of the game. So huge disappointment for Fairview. You know, I've been praising, I've been praising Fairview for most of the season. I've watched them several times this 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 year. Very disappointed with the, with that result. I thought they'd get over the line myself, but at the end of the day, you've three, you've you've three excellent forwards there. And they haven't scored goals, Adrian. You know, you've Rainsford, you've Ara, and you've Coughlin. And there's been no uh, there's been no production there on Sunday. They haven't scored. Simple as that. 
and I suppose uh, that would disappoint Paul Danner the most, then, because I suppose when you do go ahead like they did 1-0, you are then expecting those players to get a bit of space with Gory having to come out and score. And obviously that didn't work out that way. Yeah, but be all it comes to reports, we're hearing back that Fairview didn't play well. You know, that that it, it was just it's just spread throughout the team that they didn't they didn't perform and they didn't play well. And maybe opportunities weren't weren't made for those for those front three. But having said that, it's a big game and you need your big game players to step up, Adrian. Who's who's the man that's going to step up in the team to get you that goal? You know, very, very disappointing. And I was looking at the team, Adrian. And if you look at it, two big, two big um two big influences missing, Stephen Bradley missing. And obviously from the from from the start of the season, AJ O'Connor. Yeah. Two big men out of that team, big influences on the team, big characters, big game players. So listen, overall it's it's really disappointing uh, not to see Fairview going through. But you gotta give um you gotta give the opposition loads of credit, showed loads of character coming from a goal down, Adrian. And then to take the game into extra time and win it in extra time, you know, you gotta give them loads of loads of uh, loads of credit to, to Gory on a brilliant victory, albeit very disappointing for us here in Limerick. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing Fairview will have to, you know, focus on now will be retaining the Munster Junior Cup, which we'll now go on to to speak about. Saturday night, you have two Limerick District League sides taking uh, or playing against each other out in Charleville. You have Charleville hosting Ballinanti Rovers. Charleville probably going into the game with a bit of confidence now, Ed, and they got a big win at, uh, in what people are describing as six-pointers. Big win against Mungers, 2-0 uh, with the winger Paddy Murphy scoring two goals for Adam Castle's side to get them that victory. Um, it goes without saying that it's that it's a different animal on, on Saturday night when they host Ballinanti. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be meeting formidable opposition, but you got to give Adam Castle a lot of credit, Adrian. You know, they've, they've been steady enough with the results. They certainly surprised me in the last round. I thought two-mile Boris had catch them, um, but they went out there and won and, and merited the victory. League form has been very good. What a victory the weekend. Uh, beating Mungrid, obviously. Beat Crew Park before that in the league. Drew a Kuna. So their form has 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 been okay. And uh, not so sure if Paddy Murphy is available for that game, but what a signing for them. Mm. I've seen him uh, playing for Pike earlier on the season. Only a young lad, 19 or 20. Has a lot of talent. And after losing Keane McNamara, I think he's a good signing for, for Adam. But listen, the team they're playing... They're going to be cock-a-hoof going out there Saturday night after winning last weekend. Um, you'd have Bella down as big favourites for this match. And Bella, Bella saw off a tricky tie in the last round, Adrian, didn't they? Beat Raquel. Mm. So you'd have to have Bella big, big favourites for this game. Big, I could be grasping at straws here. I could be grasping at straws here, Adrian, to be honest with you. But is there a sense, if if you're looking at it from a positive side from, from Charleville, that you might say to yourself, right, Ballinanti have obviously had a big weekend. You know, they were getting to the last day of the FAI. They're going to be obviously focused tomorrow morning on the, the FAI quarter-final draw and, you know, semi-final draw. Is there a party? Obviously, you'll be hoping this is the case, but is there a party of saying, you know, maybe Balenanti might take one eye off the, the Munster Junior now that they're still in the FAI? I, I don't believe so. And and the reason I don't believe so is not with this management team. You know, I think the I think David Dunphy and Ray McMahon will keep these these boys, uh, I'll keep, I think they'll keep their feet in the ground. So they they'll be looking to go win every single game they play. It's as simple as that. And you're coming into a vital part of the season now. And after that win last Sunday, they'll be looking at this as a very very winnable match, Adrian. Let's face it. You know, again, you can't sugarcoat this. Bally would have looked at this draw. There'll be heavy favourites going into the game. It's it's certainly a match they feel that they, they, that they can win. 
They're not travelling far it's only out the road. It's on an all-weather pitch, obviously. I think it'll suit some of the players. I think that mm. the, the players like James Fitzgerald, it'll suit them. So, um, they're going into the game heavy favourites. Uh, Adam, no doubt, will come up with some sort of plan for the game, but I, I'd expect Ballot to, to get through it. You would expect Ballot to get through it. And there's a packed fixture list on the Sunday as well with three fixtures taking place at two o'clock involving Limerick District League sides. Fairview Rangers are on their travels again to the southeast. They definitely wouldn't have wanted that the week after losing to, to Gorey. They have to play Watford Crystal, who are third in the league in Watford and are fairly free scoring uh, despite losing three games, it's fair to say. Um, said, you know, if there's one fixture you didn't want after losing the FAI, it's, it's something like this, isn't it? Yeah, another tricky game, isn't it? Real tricky game. Um, they beat they beat Killarney Celtic. I think in the or, yeah Killarney Celtic in the last round one nil away. Adrian. Yeah. League Farm League Farm has been decent. I think they've won three out of the last four. I think Tremor beat them. At uh, uh, they were at home to Tremor last three two, but they've they've been going well. They beat Ballon Road the weekend four two. So they've been going well. They'll be looking forward to this now as well. It'll be a big tie for them. Uh, big match in the Munster Junior Cup. So. Paul Danner has to lift the team once again. But, you know, it's 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 a game that the Fairview will have to get up for. It's as simple as that. They beat Village comfortably in the last round. They obviously beat, uh, they beat Pike, didn't they? Yeah, they so, beat Pike as well. In this competition. So, you don't want to ruin those results. You want to go out now and, and uh, get back on track again and hopefully uh, hopefully get through the tie. Could be a tough tie for them. But if 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 the, if there ever is an is a game where they need to show character, this is the one, Adrian. They need to go down now and get a result here, get back on track, and uh, hopefully hopefully get into the next round. Yeah, and then you have Nina travelling to Avondale. We're finally discussing Nina playing someone other than Pike uh, this week, which is which is is great to see, I suppose, and refreshing for all parties, I'd imagine, um, including yeah. Nina. But I know we're we're slagging about. Uh, Nina playing Pike and obviously the last Trina last week you know it was it was tighter in the loss and cup game but I suppose you couldn't think of, of two better fixtures in, in one way then in, to, to prepare you for this tie as well yeah and I, I, I spoke to um, people who were at the the match on, on Sunday between Nina and Pike and by all accounts that, that scoreline is a little bit false you know a little bit disingenuous to, to Nina by all accounts before Pike scored Nina had several chances here to take the league and this is where maybe experience comes in today, Adrian, when they're playing the likes of Pike. They just didn't take those chances. And obviously, Pike went ahead and typical Pike kept that clean sheet. But Nina, Nina going well in this competition as well, Adrian. I mean, they've had a tremendous... Didn't they beat Ashling in this? I think they beat Ashling in this, didn't they? Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, no, I did it, yeah. Was it 5-0? That was the 5-0 game, I think, yeah. Yeah, you know, and they've beaten Dunmanway, played some fantastic football in that match. They'll be going down into this game... And they'll be looking forward to it. I think they'll get through it. Avondale were were uh, were a really good team up to a few years ago, and the last couple of years seem to have slackened off a bit. Even though they're they're mid table in the league and have a number of games in hand, but I expect Nina to come through the game. Um, hopefully, Killian will have the, the lads ready for this, and they'll have the homework done, and they go to play the football they can play, and uh, get through the tie. It'd be great to see them get through the tie. And I think it's fair to say that the last fixture in the Munster Junior that's involving Limerick side that we're going to discuss, which is Regional United hosting Villa FC, it's fair to say Regional got the, the short end of the stick, I suppose, in, in some ways with this tie because 
not only are Villa, I think it's, it's eight wins from nine with a draw as well. They're unbeaten in draw only. They've only conceded six goals. As well as that, Aidan, because they were knocked out, as we mentioned, by Ferrybank so early in the FEI, we knew that they were going to be putting all their eggs into this basket um, in the Munster Junior. So that, that really makes it all the more difficult for Adrian this weekend. Absolutely, Adrian. And they got revenge for that defeat, actually, a couple of weeks ago. They beat Ferrybank in the league away from home 1-0. Mm-hmm. I think they drew in the league the weekend, but it was a kind of a local derby against Waterford Hibs. They drew one all. They've had great news again this week. The two two players, Adrian, in the international training squad up in uh, Dublin. I believe Adam Conway and John Tannum were called in, which is great news for them. So, again, they'll be Cockahoo, beat Killarney Athletic in the last round, 3-0 at home. Um, Really in good form. Really good side, Adrian. They're a good side. They can mix the game. A lot of pace in the team. Physically strong. And a, a good average age in the side, around 23 or 24. There'll be a handful for regional. I saw regional against Newmarket, as you know, Adrian, and uh, I was very disappointed. You know, didn't what really do you feel needs to be changed, Adrian, really, for, for them against Villa? Well, I think Ewan O'Brien should be starting from the start. That's the first thing I do, because you mentioned him. You flagged him in, in the, the last episode before that game, Adrian. And when he came on against Newmarket, I thought he, he changed the game for regional a bit and brought him back into it in terms of keeping possession. He And they moved, they played him in the sixth and they moved Kieran O'Connell into, uh, higher up the pitch in behind uh, Owen Duff. And I thought it made an awful difference to the team. He's a really good player. Keeps the ball, looks to pass it, looks to try and dictate the, the tempo of the match. So I'd like to see him start. Whether he does or not is, is another thing. But I think it would help them in terms of how they approach this match because... Villa, Villa will look to keep the ball and move at that pace, which is what they're good at. And they have a lot of pace in their team. Really tough game for, for regional Adrian. They'll, they'll be hard-pressed to get a result out of this. They really will. And, and Sean will have his work out to get the team up for us, um, given what happened against, um, given what happened against uh, Newmarket. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be very interesting to see how the, the Limerick sides get on in the Munster Junior Cup. We obviously hope that we can't. We know that all of them can't get through, considering Charleville are playing Ballinanti. But we hope that four anyway will be in the next round. But we, that remains to be seen. And there's also three important games in the Premier Division in the preview as well. Uh, in the top six section of it, you've Pike Rovers taking on Ashing and in Cross the Gala. Pike Rovers four points clear of Fairview, and with Fairview and Ballinanti having their eyes off the the ball as such in the league for the last few weeks, and this weekend again, this is a, a real opportunity for Pike. Uh, to you know, extend their lead further and, and I suppose put pressure on, on the chase and pack when they do come back from FAI and Munster Junior Ventures. Yeah, fa- fascinating game, uh, Adrian. I was actually thinking about the game today and Pike are going to be in the situation where if they win, they go on to 35 points and spread an awful gap between themselves and Fairview, uh, Fair, uh, Fairview and Ben Nanty, mm. even though they'll have uh, games, games in hand. hand. Mm. But the, the old adage, games in hand are not points. And if, if Pike win, they have the points in the bag. On the other hand, then, if you're John Lysett, the Ashing manager, you're looking at that table and you're saying, do you know what? If we get the three points, yeah. we go on to 25 points and all of a sudden, we're touching the, the top we're touching the top two or three. That was going to be and, my and next that, point, Aidan, because, you know, if, yeah. if you think about it, since they've come back, you know, Ashing and Akari, you know, there was a lot made of, obviously, the amount of players they've lost. You know, Chris Smith has emigrated, John Mulready, etc. Um, you know, in fairness, you know, it's too early to say, but Joel Castrain has been doing quite well for them. You still have Tony Whitehead. Liam Quinn came back, and I do know that John Lysett feels that Adam Foley, he actually made Adam Foley captain 
and he feels like he's a different player almost since he's improved yeah, twofold since. So I suppose there's a, it's a bit of a better feeling around Ashley and you know, as well. And of course, getting to the Tui Cup final. Yeah, and I, I watched him, as I said to you, Adrian, against uh, Fairview before Christmas. I thought Adam Foley was fantastic. I watched him before that and he wasn't the same player at all. He wasn't same playing with the same confidence or the same mm. power. Thought he was excellent on the night. I think Joel Costrain has been a fantastic signing once he stays injury free, and that'd be the key, the key for for uh, Ashling there. And and they had a lot of power and pace that day, that that evening, Adrian. And they've been playing reasonably well since. Dug out the result against Sunday. Tricky tie away from home against the uh, Star Rovers. Dug out the result. One with the set piece, obviously with Tony Whited. And I listen. I'm a great fan of Liam Quinn. I think it's great to see him back. Popped up with a goal from. Very important player for for John going forward. Be nice to see him get a result, Adrian, so that they they keep their uh, interest in the league and do a bit of damage to the top two or three. But I'm I'm going to flag it again. Pike don't concede goals. Mm. Pike will Pike will if even if they're not playing well, Pike will dig in and and draw out the result, get a result. Uh, don't think they played Steve McGann on Sunday again, Adrian. Left one or two out. Yeah, no, so. Yeah, I think he was on the bench. I think Kevin Barry was on the bench. Maybe one or Adam two Lipper more. Adam so. was on the bench as well. He was Adam on the bench. Lipper on the bench, yeah. So, listen, going really well, digging out the results. And the league is the big one for them, Adrian, isn't it? Yeah. So, they'll be uh, they'll be, they'll be be putting their, the, the eggs into this basket and making sure that they can get the, the three points. An intriguing match, though. It certainly is an intriguing game because I suppose if you look at it from Anacali's point of view, you said you were at that game before Christmas where they beat Fairview at home, which, you know, was quite a flagship victory in terms of to give them confidence to compete with the three teams ahead of them. But, you know, winning away in Pike um, would, would be sensational to give a, a relatively young group since all day, the experienced departures, uh, belief, uh, as you were saying earlier. Yeah, but they'll have no fear now going up there, Adrian. I mm-hmm. mean, he has, he has transformed the squad. They won't even think about it. They'll be going up there looking to get a result. There's a lot of youngsters in that team now. A couple of lads brought up from their second team, the B team, yeah. who, who who look like they'll they'll turn into to, to premier players. And you you still have that little bit of experience there with with, with Tony Whitehead, Joel Costrain. Um they, they they'll give Pike a game, as I said, an intriguing game. If I was putting my hat in it, you'd have to feel that Pike will, will get over the line again. Just screaming uh, and, at 1-0 victory for Pike, isn't it? Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, you're, you're, you're looking at Pike. But as you as you said before, you know, two it's the two goals conceded in the league. It's incredible in 12 games. And yeah. I think they score the bones of 28-30 goals. So you'd have to feel that Pike will, will scrape over the line here. And I don't mean that in, 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 in the, the dodgy sense, that they'll, mm-hmm. they'll manage the game and get over it and get the three points. Um. Maybe John Lloyd will have something else to say about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know I didn't mean that in a disrespectful way, Tanakati, but Pike just have the ability to murder you one nil, and that seems to be the case. Um, as they say, for uh, for throughout the season so far, um, we we turn our attention now in to the the bottom six, which I suppose is equally intriguing, obviously for for different reasons. Um, I suppose one thing I will say uh, in jest is that um, Mungert and Jansborough will both be delighted at the other loss. Last weekend, because that was a, 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 I suppose, a poor weekend for both of those. Obviously, James were losing at home to Kuna. That puts Kuna top of the bottom section. Charleville, as we mentioned earlier, beating Mungris. 
uh, in that. But here you have Kuna at home, back in their own pitch as well, uh, away from St. Essens after the, the work that was being done in the drainage, etc. Um, that was confirmed by Ian Connolly uh, to me today. So they're back in their own pitch, hosting uh, Mungris. Um, I know that uh, Richie Burke, you know, bemoaned the loss of a player like Keen McNicholas for him last weekend. I'm not sure what the injury situation is like for this weekend, but he'd be a, a big player for for Mungris. But uh, as Richie said to me, this isn't a six-pointer at all for Munger, and this is a nine-pointer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant phrase, typical Richie. But I watched the Kona Borough game the, uh, Sunday morning, Adrian. Um, uh, you know, two teams that really battled, battled hard throughout the 90 minutes. No quality in the game, though. Distinct lack of quality. Wasn't helped by the pitch. I didn't think the pitch was in great nick. The grass looked a bit high and it looked a bit bumpy. I don't think it suited James, but given the way Shane Hendon has the team set up the play, um, Tarkuna were actually excellent defensively and I've been, I suppose, critical of them defensively, but I thought they were excellent. You know, I thought the back four, Ian Considine, Luke Doherty, a full-back, the two centre-halves, Andrew Layden, and the excellent Niall Errols, really outstanding again on Sunday. bit like the Josh Adams thing. No messing. When he has to clear it long, clears it long, wins all his tackles and headers. I get the impression Niall Errols and uh, Josh Adams will be your centre-back team of the year at the moment. Oh, that I, I thought he was fantastic. Real leader on the pitch. Very good in both boxes. And uh, for most of the match, didn't give James, Jamesborough a sniff. I mean, the Jamesborough goal was a fantastic goal by Carroll Turner, but he had to hit it from 25 yards, 20 yards, into the roof of the net. There wasn't a whole lot the centre-halves could do about it. Joy Sheehan sitting in front of them. The minute there was a bit of trouble, sat in deep, made it a five. minute they went ahead, made it a five. Very well organised. Got to give Kuna a lot of credit, uh, Adrian. Really worked hard. They're working hard off the pitch. There's no doubt about it. Well set up. Well organised. And that's the second time they've beaten James Brock in Pierce Stadium, Adrian. Mm. So it's no fluke. And albeit they got a penalty to equalise. Very soft. Joy Sheen got a uh, header from a corner to get to get the lead goal. Decent set piece, but poor marking by James Brock. So Kuna are looking good. And there's no doubt the way they're set up. There'll be no problems there. They're on 20 points now, Adrian, isn't that right? 20 points, yeah. Yeah, along with Charleville. So the way they're going, they're going to be okay. They're going to be a handful for Mungers on Sunday. They really are. Um, you've Jeremiah's up top, chasing everything down, working his socks off. As I said, all the team working hard. No stars in it as such. Real team efforts. Very impressed with them Sunday. Got to give them a lot of credit. I'm fearing for James for a bit. Shane has a lot of work. Shane Hannon has a lot of work to do there. Um, started with a 3-5-2. Fairness team changed the formation and they dominated the second half in terms of possession, but didn't create enough. Badly needs someone up front that's, that's, that's going to get him a few goals. Um, didn't threaten enough some set pieces. He's a lot of work to do there. They'll, they'll have it all to do against Carew. Be a big match for them Sunday, Adrian. Crew, crew didn't play last weekend, obviously. And um, obviously lost in the two cup as well, in heavily yeah. enough. And we had the Geraldines tunnel down before the game was abandoned, obviously. So yeah. it hasn't been a really good spell for them. Yeah, we, we've been flagging, and I certainly be saying I'd be worrying for crew the way they're, they're going at the moment. Don't, don't look at a team that's fit. Um, the squad looks paper thin. Um, good chance for James to get three points. So we'll, we'll see what happens there Sunday morning. They're big games now because. Jamesborough don't need to fall further behind, do they? Crew Park get that win on Sunday. They're up to 20 points as well. 
Kuna get a win. They're away on 23 points. Munger don't want to get isolated on 14 points. It yeah, already yeah. looks like Richie, a straight shootout. Doesn't yeah, it? Richie, Richie needs to start getting three points, Adrian. Mm. He, needs that, he needs to harness that team and start getting wins, a couple of wins, because it'll tighten it all up and make it more competitive. But if 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 Kuna win on Sunday, in, in the next few games, it could become uncompetitive. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on a final note, Aidan, which is unrelated to the games that are taking place the weekend, uh, your colleague and the Limerick District League manager on the night last week, uh, Keith Curley, is making waves on the, the Sport and Limerick uh, website and, and social media, as it's fair to say. I mean, he got as many likes and views on our website as John Kiley uh, of the Limerick Hurling uh, side, which is which is something special, I suppose, considering that never happens uh, for the soccer on our website. Um, but obviously, you know, in all seriousness, um, it was a great honour uh, for Keith, obviously, along with Declan Considine and Dio Donoghue, to, to be recognised to, to lead the team on the night. Yeah, well, as you know, I, I, I know Keith very well, and, and even more so this year, we spent a bit more time together because I'm doing a few sessions for, for the A team below, and obviously, I was playing with the B team. But uh, he's a great guy, they're a great football family. Um, I, I spent some time with him Sunday, obviously, at, at the Art Lunker game. And Adrian, I, I, the slag was the paparazzi were following us all the way out to Camp <laughs> 4. We were, we were worried about all the cars that were flying past us and trying to slow us down. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was great. It was a very good interview. I thought he spoke very well. And uh, he's, a, he's a very good football man, has a very good brain for the game. And likes to play the game the right way. And as well, look, he's well got around the town, as you, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously our thanks to Aidan this evening on what was another packed schedule, as they are now all weeks for until now, until the end of the season, uh, should I say. So, you know, best of luck to all the teams in action in the Munster Junior Cup, the Limerick sides, and obviously uh, plenty of action in the Premier locally as well. So plenty for us to, to sink our teeth into again this week. And we hope you can join us next week for what will be an equally busy and, um, and absorbing show. Uh, so thanks once again.